Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to Millennial Love, the independent lifestyle desk weekly podcast on love, dating and relationships. Hosted by me, Rachel Hosey, assistant lifestyle editor. And me, Olivia Petter, lifestyle writer. Dating today is a world away from what it was even just 10 years ago. With dating apps, millennials are finding it harder to meet people than ever before. And even when we do, who's to say we won't be ghosted? So that's why we decided to launch Millennial Love as two longtime singletons in their 20s, talking candidly about all of the things everyone is doing, but not always willing to admit. Today, we are so happy to welcome writer and activist Scarlett Curtis. Hi, Scarlett. Hi. Thank you so much for coming. Um, later, we're going to be talking about one of Scarlett's campaigns, which aims to tackle the taboo surrounding female masturbation, uh, which is definitely one of those topics Rachel mentioned in the intro that everyone is doing but not always talking about. Or is it? Ooh. I don't know. We'll find out. Um, but for those of our listeners who might not be familiar with your work and your campaigns for the pink protest, would you mind basically explaining briefly how the pink protest came to be and about some of your previous campaigns as well yeah so i'm scarlett it's very good to be here i'm a big fan of this podcast um thank you i actually i left school when i was 14 because i wasn't very well and at 15 i started a knitting blog called teen granny um and i thought i was gonna be a professional knitter and it turned out i wasn't very good at knitting but i was okay (laughs) at writing about knitting um so i carried on writing and i kind of was blogging and writing for different magazines and newspapers um my whole teen years uh i now write a weekly column for the sunday Times style called the generation z hit list i'm technically gen z not millennial are um, you really yeah i don't know if that you makes must be me right on the cutoff how old are you yeah i'm born in 1995 and 1995 is the cutoff so oh, i'm okay. just scraped oh, we, into we, gen z we've got a gen z on millennial yeah. <laughs> it's very exciting um and then i've been living in new york for the past four years and around the 2016 election i became very involved with a lot of feminist campaigning before that I'd worked for two years for an organization called the Global Goals, which works with the UN to promote their sustainable development goals. So I was doing a lot of that and I was doing all their social media and campaigns with them. Uh, And then around the time of the election, I got very involved with kind of more grassroots feminist activism. And it felt so far off from all the like big NGO, UN things that I've been doing. And it felt so raw and organic and powerful. Um, And so I wanted to do something like that in the UK. Uh, So we started the Pink Protest, which I now run with Grace Campbell, who's an amazing comedian, and Alice Skinner, who's an artist. And basically our goal is to create campaigns around young women and for like teen activists who maybe don't have the resources to do it all themselves. So we make a lot of video series. We do a monthly event. um, We organize the Free Periods campaign for Amica George. We met her and just thought it was amazing and built the website and organized protest. We ended up changing the law. We got 1.5 million um, 
going towards period poverty per year from the women's tax, which was amazing. Um, and wow. now we're just kind of doing a much less serious campaign. Uh, but equally but important. Yeah, maybe argue. not equally well, important, but equally fun and important, pleasurable. Nonetheless. <laughs> yes. And it's all a lot of the way that you spread awareness for your campaigns and things. It's all mostly on Instagram, isn't it? Yeah. So I think we really kind of lead with social media, which yeah. a lot of other places, that's kind of their fallback. Like I was only doing social media for the UN because no one thought that it was important. So they gave it to a 19 year old. Um, this is what makes me laugh so much in every internship or workplace when I've ever done. They're like, young person, do social yeah, media. Yeah, <laughs> completely. And then our whole campaign ended up being social. And by the end, I was like leading all this terrifying stuff that I had no right to be doing but yeah so we really leave with Instagram we always say that it's kind of digital as the first step to action so you know we didn't free periods it wasn't it was based on Instagram but we had to have the protest so that it showed that all this action that's online has you know a real Mm. life space and people are actually going to show up um, so I think we really try and straddle the two, but we're yeah we're huge fans of social media activism. So what is the new campaign? We have not said. So the new campaign is called hashtag Girls Wank Two. Brilliant. Um, I don't know if that counts as swearing. I mean, it's the name of the campaign. It's the name so of the campaign. It's yeah. Legit. I don't it's think fine. it's swearing. I don't think really. it's swearing. Let's not get into that. <laughs> I feel like that will just perpetuate more um, swearing. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and basically, you know, free periods was very heavy and it was a lot of meetings with politicians and kind of trying to properly change, like, legislation and stuff. And we wanted to do something that was a bit more fun. And I think the whole campaign's around trying to remove the taboo and stigma around female masturbation um, with kind of a focus on the pleasure gap. So a research th- research study that came out last year showed that there's a 52% pleasure gap, which means that men are getting 52% more pleasure than women. Um, and there's just this whole thing around female masturbation where either you don't do it and you're missing out or you do do it and you basically think that you're scum of the earth and evil and you know what it really is saying that is that as a society we value women's pleasure less than men's mm. and that that isn't something that's valuable and beautiful and great um and so we're just kind of wanting to talk about it no we're good for you and that's what we're here to do today yay we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna talk the hell out of it first though let's have a debrief Dating debrief of things that have been going on in the world of dating. Well, <laughs> there's been... I should do that every week. Um, a very <laughs> sultry voice, might I add. Oh, thank you, Rachel. <laughs> um, there's been a lot of celebrity dating stories going there on. There has. Uh, most recently, uh, Justin Bieber and Hayley Baldwin are engaged. I'm and I know it's... This. Congrats to them. Congrats to them. Um, <laughs> it's... It's interesting because the way that the media has covered it so far is a lot of people are focusing on Selena Gomez. Which I hate. It's I, like whenever, yeah. um, like, so it's like Brad and Angelina, everyone's like, how's Jen doing? Yeah. Exactly. It's like, oh God, poor Selena. She must be absolutely heartbroken. It's like, no, she's not. She's fine. She's on holiday with her mates. She's absolutely fine. Did you see the post he did about her today? I did. It sort of made me cringe inside Wait, my... I don't think I've seen it. Oh. It's very good. It's all very, very religion based. Yeah, it is. With quite a few typos, might I add. I'm sorry. Can somebody <laughs> what was posted so Bieber posted basically there was loads of speculation that uh, he had proposed to Hayley Baldwin on a trip in the Bahamas no one knew if it was true TMZ reported it that ever reliable source of celebrity gossip then eventually Bieber did a post on Instagram a black and white photograph of him and Hayley all snuggled up and it was this long message being like the world's gonna be amazing now and I adore you so much this is what you know, the world needs to see a proper marriage. Um, it was very, you know, evangelical. 
but what? like literally evangelical there's a lot of stuff yeah about Jesus. I mean, <laughs> yeah there really was <laughs> it sounds very holier than now just to be like the world's now going to see a proper marriage like hello. to be fair he did say my brothers and sisters will see a proper yeah. marriage yeah and he said my life my world is going to be amazing did he mean you. actual brothers and sisters or in like the holy no sons? his actual brothers and sisters in this world <laughs> <laughs> um, okay um, i mean how long have they been together well, I'm sorry, I am obsessed with celebrity gossip. Please, you probably so, know more than me. Um, yeah, that's actually why I'm here. Um, <laughs> they have been friends forever, and oh, rumors about them being on and off dating forever. And I basically think what the post was kind of hinting at is that it's all just clicked into place. It's a rom com. He's looked up. She's been there all along. She's the love of his life, and he put a ring on it. Mm. Well, that is quite sweet. But am that's I sweet. am I right in thinking that wasn't he with Selena? just not that long ago That's not to feed into that thinking. angle but going to church three times a day three times a day did you not see that day when they were papped going in and out of church three times no. in one day yeah it was amazing I mean do you think they just had a lot of sins to repent for <laughs> I'm sure Bieber has maybe female sins. masturbation <laughs> maybe <laughs> oh, well th- here's the thing I mean I don't want to sound cynical but I obviously sound really cynical but like so today it's it's Wednesday might I add and um, we had the sad news that Caroline Flack presenter of Love Island has called off her engagement I think the, the engagement hasn't even been that long only uh. a couple of months maybe i mean at the beginning of love island this year and we won't talk too much about love island because i know we have loads of listeners around the world and sometimes we get a bit carried away and everyone's like what even is love island essentially at the beginning of the series she sort of showed off her ring to the girls in the villa and it was all very exciting and she'd done all these interviews about how she was so happy to have finally find the found the right guy etc etc and They've only been together a few months and yeah, they've called it off. I know, you know, all she of that. She needs to go into the villa. Yeah, she <laughs> does. Well, she said that, I think, in a tweet. She well, was like, back to the villa I go. I very much feel like, well, what I read was, and you know, obviously we don't know if this is real, and I sort of always feel a bit bad commenting on celebrity relationships, but they, they'd they said that he, the fiancé, had, um, you know, ended it and she had wanted to keep it quiet for a little bit, but he made it public. But I was sort of thinking like, She's like meeting so many of these hot singles all the time. I feel like she'll get with one of the ones who comes out. Oh my god, who would you go for? Oh, we discussed this before. New Jack. Jack, yeah. New Jack. New Jack. Oh no, no, I'm like not sure. New, New Jack. Jack. I like. I know he's quite muggy, but I like Wes. Mm, I'm no. not a fan. I mean, I still physically fancy Adam the most. We can't go down sorry. to rabbit <laughs> hole again. We've done. No, sorry. It is a rabbit hole. We're stopping that and we're going to move on to our bio of the week. Yes. Our favourite bio from the week of swiping. (laughs) This is from a man called Matt and his bio reads. Well, nobody is ever perfectly behaved, are they? I mean, you know, there are times when, I have to confess, when me and my friends sort of used to run through the fields of wheat, the farmers weren't too pleased about that. Now, that made me laugh. You're going, what? Does it, is it a Theresa May reference? Yeah. 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 And the thing is, I kind of like it because this is in reference to when Theresa May, the British Prime Minister, was asked in an interview what was like the naughtiest thing she'd ever done. Yeah. And she responded with this. And needless to say, people relentlessly took the piss out of her for it. And, um, you know, now she will, no one will ever forget the fields of wheat thing. 
But I quite like this because I'm pretty sure he's typed out the exact, the full quote, the full answer. <laughs> yeah, he And when has. you start reading it, you think, where is this going? And then he goes on to Fields of Wheat and I'm like, I quite enjoy that. I just realised that it was the full quote, you know, because I was like, what's, all, what's with all the fanfare about, well, nobody has ever perfectly behaved. But that's exactly what she said, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Okay, so that makes it better. Doesn't really turn you on though, does it? I just quite mm. liked it because it, it, it was different and it sort of gripped me and I was where is he going with this mm. I mean it did end with like a classic like clap him six foot one can I say I probably six, right. foot <laughs> six foot one six foot one quite right no matter what <laughs> um can I just point out that the runner-up to this week's bio of the week was also quite funny <laughs> yeah should we sell this one as well yeah the runner-up this week the bio simply read hummus <laughs> that turns me on. I quite like that. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Oh, I could bathe in hummus all day. Anyway, needless to say, I swept right on both these boys. <laughs> so well done on your successful bios. <laughs> anyway, let us get on to the main topic of discussion today, which is female masturbation and the taboo surrounding it. So, ladies, where do we think the stigma surrounding female masturbation has come from in the first place? Scarlett, I think you should lead with this one. Uh, it's a very interesting question. And I think if I knew more about like history and art history, I'd probably have a much more intelligent answer. But I think in general, in society, we aren't comfortable with women having pleasure. Like, you know, historically, sex is something that gets happens to women mm. and isn't something that women instigate. And there isn't anything more instigated by a woman than a woman having sex on her own. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think it's just, it's not something we're comfortable with. It's not something we accept. It's not something we promote. And I think all of that gets ingrained. And then by the time you get to 2018, I really think women are perpetuating it themselves. Mm. So mm. we've had all this internalized. We've had all this told to us over, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. And at this point, I think probably most men would be fine if we talked about it more. But we monitor each other. You know, we stigmatize each other. We don't talk about it. We think it's shameful at school. We laugh at girls. I mean, no one I knew ever admitted to it. But if someone had, like, I don't think we'd have ever spoken to her again, you know. And so it's become this awful thing that we're now, like, keeping up i think you're so right in that so much so much of it is linked to the way people talk about sex in relation to women because when we're growing up this the, the sort of the main thing we're told is do not get pregnant do not have sex you'll get pregnant and die and yeah. Yeah, and die and and then and then there's the other idea which is is that if a woman has a lot of sex she's a slut or it's a bad thing she's dirty it's not you know it's looked on negatively and the other idea is that you know if, if a woman's having sex with a man, it's always like the man begging and the woman sort of, you know, gives in yeah. to sort of Completely. keep the man happy. And that's not always the case at all. No. I also think on a more kind of technical basis, like a lot of women don't really know what they're doing. You know, mm. men, it's very obvious. We all have a hand gesture that we learn when we're about three that we know how to do it. And with women, like a lot of women have never even had an orgasm if they've, you know, never had a partner that has mm. known what mm. to do. Like it, it's a much more mysterious topic. And I think we're all less educated on it and therefore it kind of gets swept under the rug. Totally. I think male masturbation is also just a much more mainstream cultural phenomenon in terms of like pop culture, in terms of films and TV shows. Like it's always portrayed as kind of like a norm or a joke or just something that is totally standard. Whereas if you look at the portrayal of female masturbation in films and TV shows, like the thing that springs to mind for me is that scene in Black Swan. 
Yeah. You know, where she's on her bed and she's masturbating and it's like seen as this very dark, shameful act. And then she thinks her mother walks in or something and she's like really embarrassed. And that was like a huge Academy Award winning film. But it's not exactly what you want. No, and it's the totally wrong portrayal. The only thing I can think of that's like a positive portrayal of maybe female masturbation is like in Sex and the City with Samantha. Yeah, but even then it's like, oh my God, that's so extreme. And what is that machine? And I don't want anything to do with that. It's terrifying, you know, if you're a teenager. I think whenever I think about it, I always think I, just to tell my story, um, I started masturbating as a teenager like so many women do. And I come from a very progressive, very liberal family. Uh, I've got three younger brothers and my mum and dad talked to all of them about wanking, you know, and it, it was something that was kind of, it very That's much so acknowledged your parents spoke to you about it yeah mm. and, but my they never really spoke to me my mum says she did but I think I was too young and I don't remember it whatever so whenever when I did start I genuinely thought I was evil like I thought it was a sign that there was something wrong with me I was so shamed about it every time every night that I did it which wasn't every night but when I did it mm. I was like never again like that was the last time like it's yeah. so gross if any of my really? friends found out it's so disgusting and I always remember what you're saying about films there was this one scene in Gossip Girl which obviously I was obsessed with as a 13 year old um, where like it began the episode began and it vaguely looked like Blair had been touching herself thinking about Chuck and I must have watched that about a million times because I was like someone else does it like it's not just me it's Blair from Gossip Girl like she's doing it too like I'm not a freak I'm not Mm. weird like I didn't invent this uh and that's another thing I think loads of girls think they invented it or they're the only one and it's this weird you don't even know why you feel bad about it you just know that it's not meant to happen and it's not right and uh, yeah and yeah and friends don't talk about it like even though most girls start doing it when they're teenagers it's just not something you talk about with your friends when you're that young like I mean now you know granted my my best friend has bought me two vibrators <laughs> but that was uh, I think she bought me the first one when I was like 20 years old and it was her way of being like look you need to do this because you don't do this so I'm gonna buy you one and it was like her birthday present to me yeah. <laughs> but also it's this amazing like seal where no one talks about it and then as soon as you do it's never shameful again mm. you know like I'm yeah. now on a podcast talking about it going from that and I think the reason we wanted to start this is because so many like awareness based campaigns it's really hard to change things and awareness normally doesn't have the impact you want it to have and with this like if anyone listens to this and thinks that no one else does it that it's already worked like that's all it is and I think our only ask with the campaign is like talk about it you know talk about it with your friends talk about it with your mum talk about it with people that you would have been ashamed about it and it is so easy to get over like Mm. it's so easy I think people are are embarrassed yeah because it's they're embarrassed because it's intimate it's not something we we have experience talking about so obviously when you're going to do it for that first time with people talking about it I mean (laughs) (laughs) leave it at that please (laughs) um, I'll do it all together I'll do what you want um then of course I completely understand you might feel a bit nervous or a bit awkward, but I you know when I was a teenager, no one sp- spoke about masturbation. It wasn't until I went to uni, I think, that me and my girlfriend started talking about it. And actually, Olivia, I was in a similar position. My friends kept saying they were going to buy me a vibrator. <laughs> really? Actually, they never did because, and this is the kind of the most hilarious thing. So as lifestyle journalists, we um get sent a lot of things from PRs, and um I was. 
sent my first vibrator. That's amazing. Um, Because obviously we write about relationships and love and sex and dating and everything. And so there you go. Cheers to that PR. It's also, it's an expensive one. It's worth like I'm not talking about that one that we got recently. I was Uh, also my first one. Uh, (laughs) I was going to say, was that your first one? No, but I We did both get given one that that was worth like 100 quid. But they don't have to be, can I say you can buy them in the aisle at Boots? Not even behind the counter. Oh, get them yeah, boots. that was my first one. There are these tiny little purple ones no that you can way. buy in boots, and you just like get it with some quavers and some plasters, and <laughs> you're fine. They've got self checkout now as well. That's we should, true. We should also say, and this uh, is not a sponsored podcast at all. Oh, sorry, but there's a brilliant <laughs> website called Love Honey, which my friends originally um, uh, recommended to me, mm. and they have all sorts on there, including tiny little ones, bigger ones, and. They, you know, everything arrives in very discreet packaging. Mm-hmm. There is no mention of what it is on the box. So if you are sort of, you know, maybe you want to experiment, but you don't, you don't want your parents or whoever you live with to know that you've just ordered a vibrator, then that's quite a good place to go. Completely. We've also got on our pinkprotest.org website, we've got a whole page of, well, one of the things we did for the campaign was we got all these artists to do these amazing pieces of work They're about amazing. female masturbation. So there's an artist gallery there. There's a playlist called Songs to Masturbate To, oh, if gosh, you want to check it out. And, but there's also a really good page of resources that has got loads of like female-founded vibrator companies. There's an amazing one called Unbound. There's the website called Oh My God Yes, which is a lot of kind of instructional how-to videos. Oh, that's great. Which, yeah, yeah, which a lot of people actually use as um, porn while they're How doing it. Uh, but yeah, and there's loads of resources. And Brooke as well as, an, I mean, you guys had mm. Alex from Brooke on it the other day, but she, someone from Brooke came to our a, a panel event to talk about it and they have loads of resources. So Fantastic. Check awesome. it all out. Yeah, more yeah. people need to know about that. That sounds like a right little, what yeah. I was going to say, a well of information. It's not the right thing, is it? Fountain. <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> and I think it's also so we had this event called hashtag girls wank too um, which we kind of didn't tell people much what they were getting into so just loads of girls in the basement being like what am I about to do <laughs> um, but all it was was a all our artist gallery and then a panel which was amazing but we ended up talking a lot about porn and I think that's another thing that's really hard to talk about you know I have watched porn from a really young age as loads of people do but I think for women it's especially hard because so much porn is so objective object objectifying yeah it's misogynistic misogynistic and horrible and there are i mean the thing we were talking about is there are a lot of amazing female porn directors but they are all you have to pay for it and Mm. i think actually if you are someone that watches porn and likes porn it is worth thinking about paying for it you know it's not very much and all those resources are on our website but the reason porn is free is because these people aren't treated well and i think yeah, it's it's a really hard topic to talk about in terms of all of this. Absolutely. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. 
Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. One thing I would say is we keep saying women don't talk about it enough, women don't talk about it enough. And I don't know what guys are like when they're just with guys. But it's not like guys are like, oh, well, I'm just off to go and... Well, a lot of them are. I say I yeah. actually would say a lot of them are a lot of my male Do they friends. Talk about they really talk the about it. No, they yeah. just don't talk about it to me. No, they all talk about it together, <laughs> and they really do talk about it. Do they? Yeah. yeah, but also joke about it. We'll be like, oh yeah, he's probably having a wife. There's a big th- thing mm. of people on study leave. I think it's a very popular activity during study leave for teenage boys. God, um, it's so funny. I actually just remembered as you were speaking about this, I wrote an article not that long ago about an event that was being hosted at a university in Germany, I think in Berlin. And it was a group of students coming together to do like a female masturbation workshop. Wow. And Yes, I was about to mention that. Were you? <laughs> yeah. So lots of professors complained, do you remember? Mm-hmm. And it was like this really controversial event and people were trying to shut it down. And it was just, it was like a two hour seminar. It was like a workshop. I think yeah. there was like a, a, a sort of a practical aspect and a what's yeah. the opposite of practical? A theory? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like a driving <laughs> test. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like a sexy driving test. Yeah. yeah. Um, but people were really angry about it. Yeah. That's yeah. really interesting. Yeah, I, I think it is. I mean, it's a topic that scares people. And yeah. I think, you know, it's women taking control of their own bodies and their own pleasure. And someone that was on our panel from Brooke actually said that she likes to call masturbation self sex. Because um, it is sex, it's just sex for yourself. And I think that's terrifying to a lot of people because yeah. like, rather takes men out of the equation. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? I actually found it incredibly refreshing a few weeks ago. I was out with a group of friends and we were having, we'd had some food, we'd had some drinks and it was sort of the end of the night and one of my girlfriends just went, um, well, I think I'm going to call it a night, probably go home, get into bed, touch myself and go to bed. That's amazing. That's amazing. I just love that you just said that. Yeah. Because I think, you know, maybe plenty of us were thinking the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> but she just said it and I was like, yes. Yeah. Yes, queen. I love Good it. Good for you. Um, and I think that's the type, of, I think that's that kind of a brilliant way kind of to help remove the taboo and the stigma or whatever just do it in a really breezy way yeah it's really and i normal. think that's the way more men talk about it you know it's just like mm. it's not like they're talking about it all the time i don't think many men have masturbation workshops but it is something that's talked about and obviously if you have no shame about it like this doesn't bother you but i think a lot of people like i did when i was younger do feel like great great deals of shame and self-hatred mm. because of it and that's just self-hatred that doesn't need to be there. Totally. And it's one of those things that if you speak about it in a way that shows that you're shamed, people will respond yeah, in a way completely. that is like, oh, well, that's something to be ashamed of. Whereas if you just say it like your friend did, it's like, oh, okay, well, she, she doesn't care. That's casual. So, yeah, that's totally a normal yeah. thing to say. But would you guys not think, though, like I know it's so much, it's considered so much more normal amongst men, but I I would I would think that it's it's not necessarily something that's super positive. Like if a like you said, a guy might be like, "Oh, he's off having a wank or whatever." Like that's still meant in quite a negative way. Mm, yeah, completely. And I think that more, it, you know, is more of a sign of the shame we have around sex yeah. anyway. And I think yeah. that is also one of the reasons we 
gotten into such an awful place as a society with porn because yeah. it that's not something that's really well it's talked about but it's not something that's talked about enough because people are watching these horrendous horrendous porn films from the age of about 11 or mm. younger and I think in general that's a kind of bigger conversation where if we were all less shameful about porn about sex we wouldn't have these kind of issues no I completely agree it's the whole stigma needs to be worn down but yeah. obviously we all agree that there's more of a stigma around it for women mm. yeah and the pleasure gap as well like you mentioned earlier i think it's like 93 percent of men will orgasm during sex compared to like 39 percent of women that's yeah. nothing that is shocking, it's and, so shocking. and that's why female masturbation is important because it encourages women to explore their sexuality alone and mm. that is probably going to make them more likely to mm-hmm. experience orgasm. Yeah, and you're orgasm. never going to be able to teach your partner what to do if you don't yeah. know what to do yourself. Exactly. Like, that really is the, the kind of be all and end of it. Like, yeah. we're not, you can't go around blaming anyone if you've never kind of properly had a look around. Oh, no, um, absolutely. When I lost my virginity, the guy was like, what do you like? And I was like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, horses? Grammar. Six foot one boys from Clapham. <laughs> Irrelevant. Um, yeah, so yeah. that's why it is important, isn't it? it? Teaches you what feels good to you. And also, I think you know the goal isn't to catch up with what men are doing. The goal is kind of do something interesting that is just for women. And how amazing would it be if all women were masturbating and talking about it and watching like ethical porn that mm. wasn't you know hurting people? And I think it's like we can do better. You know, mm-hmm. we don't we don't have to kind of follow in the same footsteps. And I think as well, we should point out that there's no, there's no normal. There's no, no, oh, if you do it five times a week, that's too much. If you do it once a month, that's not like, there's no, like, I feel like do it whenever you want yeah. to do it. Am I, I right? actually forget about it loads. Like, you know, when you're like in a bit of a groove and doing it regularly and then sometimes I'll go like a year and I just completely forget mm. and then I'm like oh that thing that's that, nice I yeah about that it's yeah, great it's why great. do I do that yeah. <laughs> and then you're like ah I know it's, it's almost like when you don't eat chocolate for three weeks somehow yeah and, and then, then your you brain again and you're like Christ alive this is delicious yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> oh, I've forgotten it so good <laughs> yeah completely but I have there is also an interesting angle it's something you don't hear about is um so I interviewed a bunch of guys on this very interesting reddit community that's um, well there are two actually there's a community of guys who've given up porn and there's a community of guys who've given up masturbation they're different things but obviously we hear a lot more about guys getting addicted to masturbation than women yeah mm. I'm not, I don't mean guys getting addicted to women you know what I mean yeah um, and I don't know is are there examples of that maybe there are but again it's not something we hear about yeah I just read a really interesting novel called Mrs Fletcher by a writer called Tom Protter um, which I guess is written by a man, so I don't know if it's... But it's about a mum whose Could son... Could also be a woman just writing under a man's name, because that maybe, does happen. Yeah, I think he's quite a famous author, but maybe. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but there's a, in it, it's about a mum whose son leaves home and then she becomes addicted to internet porn. And it's very interesting about kind of porn and sex and oh, how it's affecting us and the way that her brain changes like once she's watching porn. That's really interesting. That yeah. is interesting. I was, I mean, the only thing that springs to mind when you talk about women being addicted to masturbation is again Sex and City when Charlotte gets a Addic- rabbit. Yeah, I love and that. She and like her friends have to literally come and commandeer her sex yeah. toy. And be like, <laughs> you have not left the house in yeah. like three days. <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious. Sure. But I mean, it's the type of thing that if you, you know, you've never used a vibrator or any, you know, a sex toy in any capacity. Um, 
or you've never masturbated like you know i know some people some women are very good at you know getting their kicks just using their hands some of us can't (laughs) um and um you know and then you know once you you get that have that pleasure for the first time you're like christ this is just something I didn't know was a thing. Yeah, mm. completely. And, you know, it is it is something that we are all entitled to. Something that we did at our event, which was really fun, which people listening to this could take part in, um, is we were, because we're saying like wank is a kind of horrible word. Mm. Yeah. And then female masturbation is very clinical. And mm. we everyone was kind of saying the different words that they use. Um, and my favorite was DJ. She was like, I'm DJing. Oh, yeah. What is that? I've seen a film where... Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I thought that was quite funny. I quite like flicking the bean. I don't like (laughs) flicking the bean. I think it's really gross. (laughs) I know, but it's just quite funny. Flicking the bean sounds a bit aggressive to me. Yeah. yeah. Also, what if you didn't know what to do and then you just started flicking and then that could be some real damage. Um, But if you have a better name... Yeah, are there any better names? I quite like DJing. I'm going to go with DJ. Do we need a new word that is just solely for the act of women masturbating? Yeah. Or, I don't know. Because men it's don't sad. particularly have... Wanking is not a good word either. No, where did that and come I from? Think, and I think it's, it's it's just not a very nice word, which I think feeds into this idea yeah. that it's something dirty or shameful. Yeah, totally. Completely. And also we use it as an insult. Like we there's do. no yeah. kind of worst thing. We need to pick something... I don't know. Absolutely. If you've got any suggestions. Mm. Yeah, yeah, send them in. Yeah, yeah, please let us know. We want some better words. All right, guys, wrap up our main discussion point. That's Okay, Scarlett, I'm going to ask you, what are your main tips? What do you think people need to do or should be doing to sort of both feel better themselves about masturbating uh, and also what can we all do to help sort of combat the stigma and the taboo I think you know for yourself like just know that everything's okay like whatever you want to do with your own body is completely fine as long as you're not hurting yourself but you know if you don't want to do it don't do it if you want to do it be proud of it like don't think that there's anything wrong with you because millions and millions of women are also doing it and then I think just talk about with your friends like you know so much activism is really hard and it is to do with going to protests and signing petitions and this all it literally takes is next time you're at brunch being like so guys I bought a new vibrator the other day and I promise you because I never thought I'd talk about this with my friends ever and now I'm running a campaign on it as soon as you bring it up people will be fine with it like no one's gonna laugh at you no one's gonna be mean no one's gonna be rude and chances are most of your friends already do it and if they don't you will be their favorite friend of all time because you have introduced them something great i love it whenever i'm with my girlfriends and we talk about stuff that we just never spoken about before like for example one dinner party recently we all started talking about our upper lip hair and the different things we do like bleach thread wax and we were like we all do this it gives you a real buzz like it just makes you feel amazing i remember the first time i talked about watching porn with a friend and like before it was like 20 and had never talked about people and like thought it was so shameful and gross and me and my friends talked about it and it was amazing i was like i want to be friends with you forever like i feel so like unashamed and it's a great thing you can do completely it's very refreshing yeah, it's empowering as well. Yeah. It's like the solidarity of it all. Like we're all doing the same things. We're all having the same anxieties. You know, we're all going through it together. So mm. we may as well talk about it. And I think mm. we don't realize how toxic shame can be. Like I think mm. shame is the most evil emotion and I've had so much shame throughout my life and it's just horrid and you don't have to live with that. And it's also the only thing we can combat ourselves. Like, you know, 
I don't know I was really I've I was really physically ill for a while I've been really mentally ill and none of that is fixable but shame about all those things is genuinely fixable and so all you have to do is talk about it so right and I would also just like to sort of finish on saying that also it's totally okay if you don't really have any desire to masturbate yeah at all. don't do it that's okay too you're saving time yeah. <laughs> learn to play the piano. Yeah. Or just like Or actually learn sleep. to DJ. Yeah. yeah. Actually DJ. Yeah. Um fantastic. Excellent tips all round, guys. Let's do a dating disaster. Thank you very much for sending this in. Um I will begin the story. Until a year ago, I was single for three years. I really enjoyed it and unlike most, I loved Tinder dating. After Winter Fling ended in tears, I matched with someone on Tinder who caught my eye. Despite being a male model and a personal trainer, most men on Tinder in Dublin are personal trainers, inverted commas, FYI, I decided to give him a chance because admittedly I was shallow and he was hot. We met on a Friday after work, brackets, my work, he was, in quote marks, in between shoots, (laughs) at a local casual tapas bar. Being a Friday, I ordered myself a glass of wine. He told me he was off the drink. I ordered a few bits to share. He ordered the steak. Well done. And nothing else because he was on a diet. I knew at this point he was not the man for me. The date consisted of him bad-mouthing his exes to me. An ex-wife was thrown into the mix too. The last girl he was with, he told me, was lovely and carefree. He thought he saw real potential until he saw her naked. She had fake boobs. I want to note that at this point I had had a breast augmentation when I was 23. It was something I always wanted to do and I'm very happy with my modest 32C. I didn't make a comment at this point and let him proceed to tell me how fake boobs are cheap and nasty. They were invented for porn stars and strippers and any girl that has them either has daddy issues or no real job prospects. By now I was silently fuming. I know plenty of women, myself included, who have fake boobs and are thriving in their ambitious jobs. Who had them done to boost their self-esteem or for medical reasons were left with little option. He continued for a solid five minutes while I was fuming into my patatas bravas. There was no way I was going to let this chap get away with bad-mouthing women like that. So, for feminism and all that, I turned on the waterworks. I actually started fake crying at the table. I told him that four years ago I was diagnosed with breast cancer, brackets not true. I told him that I had to get a double mastectomy, not true. And as a result, I had to have full reconstructive surgery, also not true. I wanted to put him back in his box and it worked. He didn't touch another piece of his cremated steak and we got the bill. Safe to say, I never saw him again. That was until I found out he's actually a mascot for a rugby team in Ireland. (laughs) Hashtag male model. That's amazing. I mean, it's a very funny story. um, And I have so many reactions to that. I mean, also, I think it's hilarious the fact that he said he's a personal trainer and male model and Livy and I were actually just discussing earlier how so many guys just make up the professions on their dating apps or maybe women do it too I don't know but they all say they're an entrepreneur or something mm. and really they're, they're just unemployed yeah they do actually I was talking to a guy the other day whose job description was good at lovemaking oh wow. god yeah um, I think this is actually a really interesting story because it brings up the topic of plastic surgery. Very topical. Very topical. Not to bring it back to Love Island, but in Love Island. 
there's this girl called Megan who has had a lot of plastic surgery, as we now mm. know, because someone has obviously sold an old photograph of her to the press and you can see what she looked like before. She, she does look like a different person. She does look like a different person. But equally, I think it's very wrong to shame someone for getting plastic surgery if that's yeah. something that they want to do and they have the money to do it. Who cares? You know, yes, it's it's unfortunate that some women feel like they have to conform to certain beauty ideals and spend thousands of pounds to do that. But who the hell are we to judge? Well, this is kind of my thing as well. Like, I, I totally can see why this woman did what she did. But I sort of feel like maybe a better way to go about it would have been not to pretend she'd have breast cancer, mm. but just kind of say what you just said. Yeah, and I also, wish she just said, I had a boob job and I love it and it's yeah. fine. I think it kind of ties to the female masturbation thing. Like, do it or don't do it. Like, there's women should just be allowed to do whatever they want with their bodies. Mm. And plastic surgery is one of them and it's fun. And if you can afford it, do it. Like, Also, it's hilarious because this guy thought he knew, like, fake boobs were so awful and he was looking across at someone who had them and he clearly couldn't well, exactly. even realise. Exactly. <laughs> but also even if he could, like it just doesn't matter. Yeah. I hate things like that. I know, it's really frustrating. It's like, just let women do what they want. Don't yeah. judge. He sounds like an awful human, to also, be honest. Also, like, if you really hate Megan's plastic surgery, like, work to change the beauty standards. Don't work to, like, yeah. shame her for not getting it done. You know, work to get more real bodies represented on TV or mm -hmm. in magazines, like stop, you know, using the magazines to shame this woman for doing yeah. something that's very natural and the fine. Co the comments and the memes about Megan are just so cruel. It's horrid. I do, I mean, I don't wanna get into a massive debate about this now because it's not what we're meant to be doing, but I do kind of see the point that some people have argued that like, in, uh, I don't wanna sound woman bashing by any means, but I do kind of think in some, I, I'm just worried about the effect of, on a particularly younger viewers watching Love Island who see that she is clearly the most popular with the men and that I don't want younger viewers to think like, oh, I, I'm not good enough as I am. I need mm. to change my but body to again, be attractive. again, like, discover feminism. Like, the, the you know, the reason the men are attracted to that is because of beauty standards. And, like, it's all, you know, that show isn't, it's great and it's fun and I'm absolutely addicted to it and <laughs> I watch it every day. But it's by no means representative of the real world or the real You're dating right. world or yeah. real women or real men you know the way that they're just had look at josh and kaz's date in the field yesterday like mm. the <laughs> overproduced like 10 different angles soft lighting like think of that as the whole show like this is yeah. not the real world if you want the real world like you know go watch I think it's a good show. First Dates. First Dates is really good. It's yeah, very, I think, you. yeah. But I mean, it's produced, you know, obviously, yeah. it's a reality show, but I think it's quite representative. They have people of all ages, yeah, disabilities. Do, know, it's really, they do that quite well. What just, don't watch anything, just hang out with your friends and talk about your own dating life. Yeah, read what, some just, just listen to Millennial Love. Listen to Millennial Lord. Love and all your problems will be solved. We're keeping it real, guys. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I can tell you, you guys don't just like skinny girls with big boobs. Take it from me as a non skinny girl with small boobs. <laughs> <laughs> on that note <laughs> probably time to wrap up thank you so much for listening everybody we hope you have enjoyed this episode of millennial love because we've had an absolute blast and if you have enjoyed it we would be so so grateful if you would subscribe if you have not already also rate us review us every single one counts um and really does help other people discover the podcast and is really wonderful for us to receive and please keep sending your dating disasters and dilemmas. We haven't done a dilemma in a while. We'll do a dilemma mm. where we solve the problems because we're so wise. Mm. Um, you can email them to us at millennial.love at independent.co.uk or you can DM us on Instagram at millennial underscore love. 
You can also join our Facebook group, which is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash millennial dot love. Thank you so much, Scarlett. You have been a delight. Thank you for having me. Can you remind everyone where they can find you, where they can find the pink protest, all the info? Yes. So you can read my column every week in Sunday Times Style. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Scar Curtis. Um, and then our group is called The Pink Protest. We've got Twitter at Pink Protest, Instagram at Pink Protest, Instagram. We do a weekly thing called On Wednesdays We Wear Pink and Protest oh. where we put an action every week. So if you're looking to do a bit more in your life, it only takes five minutes every week and it's something different every week, which is really fun. Um, and yeah, go to our website, pinkprotest.org and under the hash under the girls wank 2 page you can find our artist gallery and resources about wanking and porn fantastic i think everyone's gonna go check that out <laughs> i know i am i'm looking already um have a lovely week everyone we'll see you soon bye bye hi Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.